Welcome to Biohacking with Brittany, a podcast focused on holistic health, nutrition, biohacking, and more. I'm your host, Brittany Ford, registered holistic nutritionist and self-proclaimed biohacker. During the last 10 years, I've focused on healing my gut and hormonal issues through lifestyle changes, nutrition, and of course, biohacks. And now I teach others to do the same. I'm so excited you're joining me today. So let's dive right in. And welcome to this week's episode of Biohacking with Brittany. I am so glad you are here. Yeah, so this is quite the episode. I have honestly been putting off doing this episode for a very long time. And yeah, we can definitely dive into why that is the case. Yeah, I posted on my stories on Instagram last week, really asking for encouragement about this because I just didn't feel ready to talk about my health and ready to be so open about it. But I think that it's necessary. And a lot of you actually responded and were so sweet and encouraging. So I really do appreciate you and everybody who did respond. And so that's why I'm doing it. Here I am. So just a bit of a recap. It has been a minute since I have been on my podcast or I have put out a new episode. And honestly, there has been a lot that is going on. So The last time I released an episode was in November 2019, and I put the podcast on pause because I had to write my final board exam in December for nutrition school that I was in online. And then like Christmas happened, of course, but that was kind of my focus for December. I went home to see my family, which was really nice. And then January came and I was starting my business really. So I just decided that I needed time away from the podcast because I was kind of burnt out from it. And I wanted to focus on building my social media platform and my website and how I was going to work with clients. And there was just a lot to sort out with starting the business. And so I kind of like did that and took time doing that. And then of course, COVID happened, which, you know, put everything into just a different tone in general. The focus was really, really changed. And yeah, so I just like am focused on my clients, focused on building my business. I also freelance for other health companies doing a lot of like software management. So that's kind of been where I've been lately. And and then I've had my own health issues, which we're definitely going to get into, which has delayed me putting out my podcast, my season two, even further. But thankfully, here we are in June, casually like six months later, and yeah, no time like the present. So I'm excited to be back. I feel a lot better about doing my podcast. I feel refreshed. I have new editing software, and I have some other things coming down the line with it. So it was a much needed break. So for all of the listeners who are new, I started my podcast last May in 2019, I was in New Zealand at the time. I literally recorded like 19 episodes within a month. And then I traveled for a few months before I came back to Canada. And so it was a lot. I was producing a episode a week at the time. And it was just a lot. And then I 
yeah, I just needed a break and now I'm back. And thankfully it's changed so much because now I'm at a point where I have a lot of doctors and brands reaching out to me to come on the podcast, which is really exciting because I had to pitch myself so much in the beginning last year. And it's just really nice to be at a point now where brands start to recognize you. So for all of those people out there who are starting their own podcast, it definitely does take time to kind of pick up some momentum, but it does happen. So just stick with it like most things. So that's kind of where I've been. I currently work with clients in two different ways. I have, which a lot of you know, I do one-off packages, which is called my essentials package. And that includes a initial consultation with a follow-up and also like a full meal plan and protocol that I create for you based on your health concerns. And then I also work with clients on a VIP basis. And so what that means is that you sign up for a minimum of three months and it includes two consultations every month, typically two to three weeks apart and unlimited email support and a bunch of other resources. And it's very much focused on transforming your health. And I really go deep with those clients because We work together for such a long period that we're able to assess their health holistically and also just bring in some really key biohacking strategies, which is great. So, And that's my favorite way to work with people because that's the best way to get results compared to just working with someone for one consultation and then calling it a day. And when I've worked with people in the past, that has been the best thing for me as well is like working with somebody long-term. So If you're listening and you're interested, I currently have a couple spots available for VIP. The essentials package is always open because it's just a one-off and then a follow-up. Definitely email me if you're interested or DM me. Yeah, I'm in my DMs a lot, as you all know, because you all DM me all the time, (laughs) which is fine. I'm totally open to it. Yeah, so now like moving forward, my practice is up and running, which is awesome. And now the podcast is going to be up and running again. And I'm really thinking about moving into courses, actually. Now, I know online courses are super popular right now, but I just think there's a better way that I can help everybody and everybody listening in terms of biohacking and especially gut health, which I'm going to talk about soon, and also biohacking your cycle, your menstrual cycle. So typically the types of clients I see are either dealing with gut health issues or dealing with menstrual cycle issues or both. For whatever reason, that's the type of people that I attract and those are the issues that I've had myself, which is probably why I'm attracting those people. So I would love to develop something that really is available to more people and teaches you how to do the things that I've done for myself and that I do with my clients. So that's kind of like something I'm thinking about. I polled you guys last week. A lot of you said you're very much interested in a biohack your gut course, which is very interesting. So yeah, I mean, I think that might come down the line, not anytime soon. That would be a like January, 2021 type of idea because it's going to take me a while to figure out what I want it to look like and how I'm going to rebrand and all those types of things. So if you have any thoughts, I would love to know. I'm super open to it. 
it's exciting. So that's a nice thing is like my business is totally 100% online, even before COVID. And within the online space, there's so many different ways you can take your business, whether it's online consultations or a course or starting on other social media platforms. Like I'm on TikTok now, which is great but I also consume more TikTok than I post, which I feel like is most people. So there's a lot of directions to go, which is one of the best things about having an online business. And I I really do love it. But yeah, so now in terms of my health story, I'm just going to have some of my coffee here. This is such a long awaited discussion, I guess. I get asked this on every single podcast that I go on, which typically people interview me because they are curious about biohacking. And they always ask, how did you get into biohacking? How did you get, why did you want to become a nutritionist? How did you get to this point? And so I talk about this story over and over again. But now in this episode, I really want to go into it a bit more in depth because I know that's what you guys are looking for. Sorry, y'all. Try not to say you guys anymore. I know that's what y'all are looking for. And I just want to be very like authentic and unscripted and just provide you with the reality of actually going through these issues because a lot of people don't necessarily talk about them. So yeah, let's dive in. So Flashback like 10 years ago, I, as a teenager, I, (laughs) I was having health issues and even as a kid, I really struggled with a lot of sinus issues. So I was on antibiotics a lot as a child. I had, I think in Canada, they're called like ear tubes put in. I had different surgeries done and whatever in terms of sinus issues was just very reactive to pollen or whatever we thought the issue was going on in relation to allergies. I had this one type of headache in the same spot every single time my sinus issues would come up. It was right at the back of my head. I had very deep blue bags underneath my eyes my ears were constantly like in pain or ear infections, you know, those types of things. So that was like my childhood. It was in South Africa where I was born. And then I was also, when I moved to Canada, it remained. So it wasn't necessarily something in the air in South Africa, some sort of like pollen or something like that, because it did last when I moved. So that was kind of like, I guess, the beginning of my health issues. Now, I was a kid, so I had no idea about healing the body or functional medicine or holistic ways, let alone biohacking at the time. And then I kind of like transitioned out of that. It kind of went away as I became a teenager. And when I was a teen around 16, I started getting other health issues though. So the biggest one that I was the most self-conscious about, which I'm not anymore, obviously, was my hair was falling out. And when you're 16 and it's already tough being a teenager, you have a lot going on. It made me feel very insecure that my hair was falling out and wasn't growing. And that should not be the case for anybody that young. You're really coming into your, I don't know, adulthood prime. I don't know what to call it, but past puberty and teenage years and 20s, like you should not be experiencing hair falling out. And I, especially as a female as well. So 
to experience that left me feeling very insecure about my health. But on top of that, I had other issues as well. So I struggled concentrating in school for a while. I found school really boring and wasn't very interested in high school. And yeah, I also just had sleep issues and mood issues and felt kind of all over the place. And like, I didn't really have a grasp on my health. And yeah, so what ended up happening was I went to our family doctor and as I've talked about online, she said all my tests that I did with her were normal and they were fine and nothing was wrong. And I knew she wasn't right. Even at that point in my life when I had no health education and hadn't done research, hadn't really understood the role of lifestyle and nutrition in your health, I still knew somehow (laughs) that she was wrong. And I just told myself, like, if nothing was wrong, why am I experiencing these symptoms and these signs? And why won't they go away? So I just took it upon myself to start going down the Google rabbit hole and finding healthcare practitioners who would listen to me and who would give me a time of day and not a 10-minute meeting in an office and then that be that. And so I started seeing a naturopathic doctor, which was helpful. That was kind of like my first taste of everything. And then I, someone in her office did specific types of testing that really looked at the root cause of what was going on. And this test, which is called a live blood cell analysis test, this test was the biggest game changer for me figuring out my health. And the reason is, is because when you do a live blood cell analysis, so the practitioner will prick your finger and look at your blood under a microscope. Now, your blood is technically alive. The cells are alive for up to 25 minutes after they are excreted from your body. So when you're looking at these cells on a screen, you can see that it's pretty cool that they're like moving and they're alive, I guess, in a sense. But it, you can see everything that's going on. So you see your hormone cells, your white blood cells, your red blood cells. You can test for leaky gut. You can test, which is intestinal impermeability. And you can also look for nutrient deficiencies and other things that are going on. So that doing that test was such a game changer because... She literally said, like, you have leaky gut, which we're going to get into. And this is the root cause of what's going on and why you're experiencing the symptoms that you're dealing with. And so for those listening who don't know what leaky gut is, is that it's basically inside your gut, you have a one cell thick lining between your gut and your bloodstream. Now, this lining can get holes in it very, very easily and little tears. Now it's normal to have some tears and some holes. There's nothing necessarily wrong with that. That's very normal. Everybody has it. But if you have a lot of them or if they're larger, that's when it causes issues. Because what happens is that when you eat your food and it breaks down in your gut those tiny, tiny little pieces of food, proteins, typically proteins, slip through that lining and into your bloodstream. Now that causes inflammation. Um, 
So, and now what the research is really showing is that people with autoimmune issues, a lot of their issues can actually be traced back to leaky gut. And this notion of you not digesting and absorbing your food properly, but it also causing inflammation in different areas of the body. Yeah. So that's kind of what was going on. My gut was in a very bad place. I had dysbiosis, which means that the ratio of your good bacteria to bad bacteria is really off, is really bad. And your bad bacteria, especially candida, was just overgrown and was just causing inflammation in itself, causing byproducts. And the byproducts of bad bacteria are toxins. So it's causing more inflammation. And then on top of that, with the leaky gut, it was just a mess. And something to note that's really important about leaky gut is that when you're not absorbing your food properly, you are not getting the nutrients that your body needs. So it makes sense that my hair was thinning and falling out because why would my body take the nutrients that it was barely getting and put it towards hair growth when it has essential functions that it needs to do first? So putting it towards like bones and organs and like other hormone balancing and that type of thing, really just like essential things that you need to survive. So typically with leaky gut, we see a lot of those symptoms of like the secondary characteristics going first. So it kind of made sense anyway. So like when I figured that out, yeah. And so like when I got, I don't know if you can say diagnosed, but when I found out I had leaky gut, I basically went down the the journey of healing it. And it definitely wasn't easy. It wasn't overnight. It wasn't this one quick fix. I had a lot of work to do. And so some of the things I started doing was buying books and educating myself. I also went paleo at that time, which I basically still am paleo today. And that was very, very helpful. So taking out things that were causing issues for my stomach, for my gut, including things like grains and sugar and dairy and really just being very, very mindful of what I was eating was very helpful. And then I also started taking specific supplements that can support the gut. And the biggest one, and I still recommend this to clients today, is aloe vera juice. So Aloe vera juice is really good for healing the gut because if you think about when you put aloe vera gel on your skin after a burn, it helps heal the skin faster. It helps it repair and build new skin faster. And it does the exact same thing when we actually drink it. So it helps heal the lining of our gut really nicely. And so that was very instrumental for me healing my gut. Yeah. So that's kind of what was going on at that time. I started seeing results as I went into university. Also, which is worth noting at this time, I was on birth control. I started birth control, I think around 17, maybe something like that, 16, 17. I was on a less for three years and then I had an IUD for four and a half years. So I was on birth control for seven and a half years, which is quite a long time. And I went off of it just a few years ago. So that's kind of where everything went. I went into this gut healing mode, became obsessed with gut health, 
And you have to remember this was the beginning of this was 10 years ago when social media was not what it is today. The internet was not what it is today. The amount of resources I had was very limited. And so now it's amazing to see so many practitioners and nutritionists and health influencers really focusing on gut health because so many of us have these gut health issues and don't really know what to do and don't really know where to turn. So it's almost like I'm happy that I went through it 10 years ago and now I can help people with it, but it also sucked at the time. (laughs) And I'm still very aware of it today because it's very easy for the gut to flare up. It just takes a weekend of eating the the wrong food, drinking a ton of alcohol and being stressed and your gut can easily flare up. So yeah, I'd love to like fast forward to today and really dive into my hormones. This has been difficult for me to talk about because let's just get real for a second. Okay. So I guess that when I started having hormone issues last year, well, more like this year, earlier this year, I felt very, I guess like shame, like a lot of shame around it and very sensitive about it because how can I, as somebody who is a biohacker and who has influence in the health space, how can I help other people and help my clients and help people online when my hormones are not in a good place? So I felt very like conflicted about it and just a lot of like didn't want to talk about it. And and that's pretty typical, right? So when anybody has some sort of health issue for the first time, they get diagnosed with something, their doctor tells them something is not as good as it can be or it should be, it is very overwhelming in the beginning and it seems like too much to handle and a lot. But as time goes and you digest it and you make sense of it, it gets a lot easier. So I think that is also why I put off this podcast episode for so long is because I wasn't ready to talk about it. Like I wasn't in the right headspace to be able to have a honest conversation about it without getting upset or just feeling like, I don't know, like I didn't know what to say. So I'm in a lot, I'm definitely in a better space than I was back in February when this really started. So I'm just going to have some more coffee because my voice... (laughs) I'm drinking Bulletproof coffee for everybody listening. It has goat butter in it and collagen. It's really good. So let's dive into the last year. I started noticing symptoms last August. So I've been off birth control for a while. So that's worth noting. So I've started noticing some symptoms last August. And the symptoms were acne, first of all, and I am not somebody who gets acne. Even when I was a teen and having gut health issues, I did not get acne. And, you know, maybe like one pimple, if that, around my period, but always had very good skin. Everybody in my family has really good skin. So it's never been a thing. So to start getting acne at 25, it was like, oh my gosh, what the heck is going on? I became so self-conscious about my skin, of course, and it was very overwhelming. I was really upset about it. And that was kind of the first thing that I noticed last August. And so just for all those listening who have acne or into skin health, 
basically what it looked like was my forehead and my chin were the texture changed. So it became more bumpy and it wasn't like cystic acne. It was more just like whiteheads. And I think my oil production increased. So that's kind of what I was noticing. Like I said, it just made me feel very bad about myself, I guess. So that was the first thing. And then past that, my periods, my menstrual cycle started becoming irregular. So my cycle became longer and longer. So typically before this happened, my cycle was around 34, 35 days, which is fine. It's fine to have a cycle longer than 28 days. Actually, most females have a cycle that is not 28 days, but it's more important, the regularity of it. So if you have a cycle that is 30 days, or 35 days, as long as it's regular, that's fine. And it was regular, but then it started becoming longer and longer. So it would be 45 days and then 50 days. And that kind of started happening last fall. And then in January, in the beginning of January, I had my period and then nothing. So I didn't ovulate at all in January after that, didn't have a period, same thing in February. And my skin was really bad at this time as well. So it was very difficult to start noticing that. And I went in Vancouver, I went to a doctor here and explained to her what was going on. And I was like, I just want to get tested. Can we look at my hormones? I don't know why this is happening. I also track my cycle through an app called Natural Cycles. So I track my temperature every morning. So I actually have the data of my last three years of my menstrual cycle to look at and compare to. So I know exactly what's going on and what it should be. So, I mean, this was tough. So I started going down this you know, road of getting testing and they did an ultrasound and they tested me for a lot. And so the ultrasound did show follicles in my ovaries. So more than you should have, which is one of the signs of PCOS. And they also looked at my hormones. So in terms of PCOS, it is a very gray area of who gets diagnosed with PCOS and who doesn't. And the reasoning for that is because I was reading this article about it. It basically explains it. It's like a syndrome. So there's a spectrum of it. And it's not necessarily like, oh, if you have four out of five things, you have PCOS because it can just vary so much with people. It's almost hard to diagnose, I guess. So we started testing for PCOS. So I had all of my female hormones looked at, estrogen, progesterone, and the different types of estrogen. Also had my cortisol looked at, which is your stress hormone. I had my androgens looked at, so my testosterone, my, my DHEA, and all of my hormones were in a good place. And typically what we see with women with PCOS is elevated androgens, so elevated male hormones, predominantly male hormones, follicles on your ovary, irregular menstrual cycles, acne, they can grow hair on their chest, on their chin, that type of thing in relation to the increase in male hormones. Some typically like other symptoms as well, like I guess insulin, which we'll get into, and blood sugar irregularities. So we started testing for all of these things and everything came back pretty good. The only thing that was a little bit off, which I should pull up, was 
my LH was higher than my FSH. This is pretty common in people with PCOS. Anyway, so we do these tests and I go back to my doctor and she is a general practitioner, medical doctor, a GP. And she was like, you have PCOS. And this was in February. And I was so upset. It was very, very hard to hear that. I also went to that appointment by myself without my partner, Ryan, which to anybody listening, if you have any type of doctor's appointment where they are reviewing your results of any type of test, I strongly recommend you take somebody with you, family or friends, because it's very overwhelming hearing feedback that you not necessarily were ready for. So she was like, you have PCOS. And in my brain, first of all, I saw black, like I could not even, (laughs) looking back, it was terrible. It was so bad. I had to get my partner to come and pick me up because I couldn't even walk home. I was so upset. I couldn't think straight. It was just like so overwhelming. And she said to me, do you want to have children? And I was like, yeah, I do want to have kids. Not anytime soon necessarily, but within the next five years, definitely. And she was like, okay, you can go see a fertility expert now, or you can wait until you want to have children. And I was like, okay, well, you just told me that I have this PCOS issue, syndrome, I don't know, dysfunction, whatever you want to call it. And you want me to wait to see a fertility expert. I'm not going to wait. I'm going to go right now. So I booked in with the fertility expert right away because I didn't want to wait. And I also wanted to just talk to somebody who specialized in this area. And he was amazing. And so I went to go see him. He did another ultrasound and we started doing more testing. And he said that I don't have PCOS because I don't really fit the bill of somebody with PCOS. And the reason that is, is because we looked at my insulin and my blood sugar levels, my glucose, and my insulin levels and everything in relation, the other tests that I got for blood sugar regulation as well as inflammation was normal. And not even normal. It was actually really fantastic. So I'm not diabetic. I wasn't even pre-diabetic. My levels were very, very good. And of course they're good because I'm very, very aware of things that cause spikes in insulin and how to properly eat so that you're not doing those types of things and, and whatnot. And my inflammation was very low as well. So he tested for inflammation in the body. I forgot what the name of the test is, but it was very, very low. So he said to me, he's like, look, like I don't think you have PCOS because it doesn't really make sense. And which was amazing to hear. It was really good to hear from an expert. Like, I don't think you have that issue, but I still wasn't getting my period. And I still wasn't ovulating. So in March, we did a round of bioidentical progesterone. And I had a period from that. But I mean, and this is like debated, but when you take bioidentical hormones, as much as I believe in them, and I think they're fantastic for regulating hormones, and I think they can definitely play a part in your health toolkit and how to stay healthy, it still, to me, feels like a Band-Aid approach because it's like saying, here, take this one thing in order to get your period rather than figuring out why you don't have your period in the first place. 
So as much as I appreciated taking progesterone in March and bioidentical progesterone, which is very different from synthetic progesterone, just for everyone who is curious, if you ever think about taking hormones, it is much better to take bioidentical ones than synthetic ones. Even though like it was helpful, I still wasn't at the point where I was like, okay, I want to be on bioidentical progesterone for a year, see how it helps my body, see how it helps my hormones. I just like wasn't at that point. So I did it for March, got a period, and then didn't go back on them. And at that point in April, COVID had started. And with this fertility doctor, he kept wanting to do more and more tests. And every time I got tests back, they would say, everything is normal (laughs) and let's do more tests. And I kept saying like, this doesn't feel right. I also don't want to go into a walk-in clinic right now during COVID and keep getting tested because I don't want to expose myself to people there. So I decided to, I think this was in May, no, April, I decided to really just step away from that for the summer and figure this out myself. And which is so funny because this is exactly what I did 10 years ago with my gut health was the doctors say, everything is normal and nothing is wrong. Your tests are coming back normal, but then why am I having the symptoms that I'm having? So here we are again, 10 years later, and I am healing myself and doing the work myself, which is fine because I'm educated and I'm smart enough to do it myself. So I'm happy to do that. So I have taken a full break from testing with that doctor. And I should mention this as a side note. I had my egg levels tested. I think it's called AMH. Yeah. So I had my egg levels tested. And this is very important. So for any female out there listening who is having issues with your period, I strongly suggest getting this test done, even if you have to pay out of pocket for it. I paid out of pocket for it. It was like 70 bucks, totally worth it. And what this does is it looks at how many eggs you have in your ovaries. Now, if you are planning to ever have children, this is a very, very important test because, so I got my test back and it said my egg level was great. It was actually high, which was such a sigh of relief for myself and my partner, because if it had come back and said, actually, you have a low amount of eggs for somebody your age, and I wasn't getting my period, we would have to literally start trying right now to have a baby. And it could take years if it were to ever happen. But because my egg levels are very high and are in a good place, it's okay. Like the fertility doctor said, like, it's okay to wait a year from now and then to reassess because I have enough eggs so that if I were in the future to ever go on to fertility medication or do something like IVF, my ovaries and my eggs would respond very well to it because I have such a surplus amount. So definitely for the peace of mind and for the valuable, such valuable information that that gives, do that test because now, even though I'm not getting my period, I don't feel like, oh my gosh, the clock is ticking. I'm running out of time to have a baby because I know that my body has a lot of eggs. So I very much recommend that test. And if you're in Canada, the basically how you do that is 
you can go to your doctor or a walk-in clinic, tell them what's going on, request the test. They will give you a form. It goes to the lab. You go do the test and then it gets sent to you. So it's actually very easy. This is such a long story. So I stepped away from working with this fertility doctor for the time being. And I definitely will go back to him when I think the time is right. But I just really needed to start doing the work myself. So I started reading books and really getting into the research about regulating your cycle. And I put myself on my own protocol. I basically said, like, if a client came to me with these issues, these symptoms, what would I do? What would I recommend? And that's what I'm doing. I created a full protocol of the nutrition and how I should be eating. I created a protocol on the supplements I should be taking and how I should be exercising and biohacks and lifestyle and everything holistically and more. And I've been doing this for probably, I think it's, I mean, it's mid-June right now. And I've been on my own protocol for, I think, like five, six weeks now. And I have definitely, definitely seen a difference. So the most important thing to note is that I still don't have my period. I still haven't ovulated. However, my acne has actually gone away. It's not perfect, but right now in June and May, like May, June, this is the clearest my skin has been since before this all started. And that is so, so exciting for me. I feel a lot better and my moods have been have been a lot better as well. So it's nice to see it actually working. So obviously the next thing is ovulating and getting my period back. And I will definitely follow up this episode with information about when that happens. So for the summer, I put myself in my own protocol. It's going very well so far. And I can definitely dive into the specifics of it because I know y'all are interested. Yeah. So basically the key things I'm focusing on is in terms of nutrition, I am stepping away from intermittent fasting for a while and focusing on eating when I'm hungry. So if I'm hungry at 8.30 in the morning, if I'm hungry at 10 a.m., whatever it is. I typically have my first meal before 10 a.m. now, which is very different for me because before this, I had been intermittent fasting for like three, four years. I don't even know, quite a while. But like having bulletproof coffee in the morning, right? So like getting some sort of calories and not every time, but most times. So I've really started trying to have breakfast, which is new. And that really helps with regulating your hormones for sure. And then I've also really been focusing on the supplements that I'm taking. So in the morning, I have water with magnesium and B vitamins. And then I have coffee, sometimes decaf with collagen and MCT. And then I have my vitamin D3 in the morning. I typically take about 5,000 IUs every day, even in the summer. That's what I'm doing. And Typically, this is because a lot of people with hormonal issues are low in vitamin D, especially in North America where we get less sun. And so I'm just taking a lot of it and it really helps with regulating your moods and your circadian rhythm as well. 
and other things like that. So that's what I do in the morning. And then at my first meal, I take glutathione, which is very key for detoxing. It supports the liver and the liver is very important for regulating your hormones. It helps excrete excess estrogen and excess hormones in general. So I take that. I take GLA, which is a type of fat, I guess. It's a type of oil, and that also helps with regulating your menstrual cycle as well. And then I take a thyroid complex, and this has various nutrients in it that support the thyroid because a lot of the time with hormones, with your menstrual cycle, it's more than the estrogens and the testosterones and the sex hormones that are the issue. We can often see thyroid hormones being problematic and cortisol as well from your adrenal glands. So yeah, I'm supporting my thyroid in the morning and that has been very helpful. Now I did get my thyroid tested. I had only my TSH tested. So I do need to do a T3, T4, reverse T3, reverse T4 test. I haven't yet, but I will. And I have had my cortisol levels tested as well, but not the saliva one, only the blood one, which is like once a day compared to the saliva test, which is four times throughout one day. And those all came back normal. So Yeah, that's the first meal I take. And then my second meal, I have a multivitamin and this is a food-based multivitamin. It's actually from the brand Megafood, which I love, 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 love this brand. So everything is derived from actual food. It's not like necessarily made in a laboratory. It's not synthetic. So that's been helpful. And then I take another GLA and then I take a hormone complex, which has female hormones supporting herbs and nutrients in it, like chase tree berry. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Dim and other things like that in it. If you are interested in the brands that I'm taking, feel free to message me and I can send you them. I'm not affiliated with them at all, but I know how overwhelming the supplement world is. So these are the ones that I'm taking and they're reputable, my gosh, brands and I love them. And they're just like high quality because the type of supplements you take is actually very important. If you're taking Jameson supplements, if you buy your supplements from Shoppers Drug Mart or any type of store like that, chances are they are (laughs) not doing much for you, to be honest. So yeah, so I really recommend looking into the best quality supplements you can find and afford as well. And then when I go to the gym, because the gyms are now open, (laughs) I take BCAs, I take creatine, and I also take a vegan protein powder, which is really good. Yeah. And so then I'm still paleo. I was considering going more Weston A price diet for a while. However, I tried having fermented bread, like sourdoughs, traditionally fermented bread. And I just didn't really feel good on it. I still felt bloated. It just didn't sit well with me. So I don't think I'm going down that way right now. Doesn't mean I don't recommend it to other people or see the benefit of that, but I'm going to stick to paleo for now. Yeah. So that's kind of like where I'm at. I also want to talk about the different type of things I've been doing lately and biohacks, which I know you all of you love biohacking. So in terms of biohacking for my hormones, what I'm doing is 
focusing on sleep and going to bed at the same time. My whole apartment goes red at night because I have lights to change color. I wear my blue blockers around 8 p.m. after dinner. I don't eat before bed. I read before bed. I have the bedroom very cold. And so sleep is very, very pivotal. I also focus on a lot of cold therapy. So cold ocean swims, cold showers in the lake, that type of thing, putting my face in cold water. So cold water plunges, face plunges, which I've been doing for a couple of years now, and just exposing the body to cold to really stimulate blood flow. And of course, blood is where our hormones are at. So it's really good to just stimulate circulation throughout the body. So I do a lot of that. And then before COVID, and I'll go back to this when it reopens, I very much look at or focus on going into the steam room or sauna three to four times a week to help detox. This is also very fantastic for your skin. And it's also a place of tranquility for me. I find I typically meditate in saunas now or really just think through things that I'm going through. And so it's very helpful for me to to spend some time alone in there. And then on top of that, I also started meditating. I meditate in the mornings now in front of my red light therapy device. And I don't put any pressure on myself. I literally will meditate for five minutes and be happy with that or longer. Whenever I come out of it, I come out of it. And I just really focus on grounding myself and a lot of affirmations and really looking at my self-talk because... I think it's very easy for me to have negative self-talk and be very hard on myself. And that is definitely not helping this situation. So I do a lot of that now. I've really been trying to focus on gratitude and focus on just being more positive. And I don't necessarily think I am a negative person, but I think that it's easy for me to talk negative to myself And that's probably the most important place that you should be positive. So I'm really focusing on that because that really helps with my stress. And I really just want to keep my stress levels low and properly formatting and properly curving throughout the day because they're typically supposed to be higher in the morning and lower at night when we go to bed. And so some other things that I've been doing, which I (laughs) have just kind of come out of left field, but I'm just going with it. I have started getting into crystals, which is very new for me. Like I have friends who are super into them, but I've never been into them myself. But I went to a crystal healer who did like this free healing reading on me, which was actually really helpful. And she gave me some recommendations. So now I use those at my desk where I'm working or when I'm meditating, I hold on to them and focus on positive affirmations with them, which actually feels really good. And some people obviously think like that type of thing, so woo-woo and just like nonsense. But honestly, I believe in like any type of healing because even if the modality itself, so in this example, crystals, does not actually literally do anything, if it is causing you to become self-reflective and take time to calm down and ground yourself, I am all for it. So we don't do that enough in our society. We are go, 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 especially with COVID and other things going on. We have so much stress and panic and fear going on. 
that I just think anything that is really going to make you feel better, I like basically support. So that's kind of my take on that. And that's how I use that in my own life. Yeah. And, and it's definitely been beneficial. I've also found I had somebody reach out to me online who does feng shui. So she, we did an online consultation, which was awesome. And she basically did a map of our apartment and told me where the fertility places and the health places in our apartment and what we should put there and all of these things and the energy in, in our place, which was really cool. And I learned a lot and definitely have put some, yeah, changed some things around to really support that as well. And then, oh my gosh, like so much. So I had a local DNA company reach out to me and they do testing. So I recently, for the first time ever, had my DNA tested a couple weeks ago and I get my results, I think next week. So definitely if you don't already follow me on Instagram, because I will be sharing all about that on my stories. And I'm really excited to dive into my genetics and see if maybe I'm predisposed to some sort of hormonal issue and how I can kind of go about that and look at epigenetics and which is like lifestyle and nutrition to either turn those genes on or off and what I can do about it. I also, last week I did Viome testing, which is obviously everyone in the biohacking world knows it is a gut health test. It's a stool test and that has been fantastic. So I'm also waiting on the results for that, but I strongly, strongly recommend this test to all of my clients and everybody because it is so fantastic for looking at the bacteria in your gut. And it basically tells you what types of bacteria you have in your gut, what they like to eat, what they don't like to eat. So like what foods you should and shouldn't be having. And it's really helpful because the gut is honestly like the foundation to our health. It really is. Everything starts in the gut. So even though I've been supporting my hormones, as I move into this second month of my protocol, I'm really focusing on gut health now. And It'll be very interesting to see what my Viome results say because they do test for leaky gut as well. So I like, I'm curious if my leaky gut is back and how bad it is. Yeah. So that'll be interesting. And I will share those on my social media platforms as well. So yeah, I, that's kind of the point I'm at with that. Moving forward with my health, I am focused on continuing my protocol, my DNA test results, and my Viome test results, I will definitely implement into my protocol and make changes appropriately. And just as a side note, if anybody wants to do the Viome testing, I have a code for them because they brought back, I don't think it's affiliates, I think it's ambassadors, they call them, but it's Biohacking Brittany. I think it gets you $10 off, 10 US off. So feel free to use that if you're interested. And yeah, so I'm really just taking this in strides. I feel a lot better, like mentally, I feel very clear and very like I have a grasp of what's going on. My skin is doing a lot better and I have less pain in my ovaries now than I did a few months ago, which is really nice. So I'm just really trying to continue this and see what happens. I think that if probably by the end of the year, I still don't have my period, I will go back to the fertility doctor 
and look at further testing and seeing what we can do. But as of right now, I don't think that's necessary and I I don't want to move forward with that, but doesn't mean I'm not open to it. So yeah, I guess we're just going to see kind of where it goes and how I'm feeling about everything. But if any of this resonates with you in terms of gut health or hormonal health, which I'm sure it will because <laughs> you know that's the type of clients I see and the, those are the DMs I get. So if any of this is resonating with you, please let me know and DM me and we can chat. Or if you have questions, I can definitely help you out because I would love to talk about this further and love to support you and I have looked to so many other people for support and could only imagine what other people are are looking for as well. So in conclusion, honestly, I've come to realize that even though I am a biohacker and even though I have influence in the health world and I have a business and all of these things, my health isn't perfect and no one's health is perfect, which is actually crazy if you think about that. Nobody in this whole entire world has had perfect health ever. There's no one who has had no issues, whether it's gut health issues, hormone issues, heart issues, all sorts of things. Like there's no one who's never had an issue. And even the biggest voices and biggest influencers in the biohacking space, Ben Greenfield or Dave Asprey, they've had health issues and they will have health issues in the future. And so when you kind of realize that it's not possible to reach perfect health and this 100% place of optimal health, it's just really nice because it kind of takes the pressure off. And it's not to say that you're not trying hard enough because you haven't reached that type of level of health. It's more a reflection of our society and the way that we live. We have so many toxins in our air and in our food and in the plastic water bottles we're drinking, everything from the clothes we wear. There's just so much, like there's so much toxicity in our life now. And on top of that, the the way that we work of constantly working on weekends, working late at night, sitting all day, not getting into nature enough, not eating the right food, not exercising enough, these types of things, they compound over time and they cause health issues. And it's not necessarily your fault or my fault that I've had or have these health issues or you have the health issues you're facing right now. So just know that, like know that there is an element of your health that is out of your control. However, I do believe that probably, I mean, almost all of the signs and symptoms that we face right now, we can manage and we can decrease and get to a point where they aren't as bad or flaring up as they are right now. So I really encourage you to, whatever you're dealing with right now, know that you can feel better. And you can look better and you can get to a place where it's not as bad as it is right now for you because I'm living proof of that and my clients are proof of that too. And most people who are health influencers or big voices in this space are proof of that. You have health issues, but doesn't mean they need to be at the level that they're at right now. And so I encourage myself in that space, in that way. I encourage you in that way. I encourage my clients in that way to really look at health holistically and try to get to the root cause if you can. Try to decrease your signs and symptoms and manage it and know 
what causes it to flare up? What causes it to be as bad as it can be? Because that's what I do. (laughs) And that's what holistic health is about. That's why functional medicine and functional doctors, it's just such a growing field as well, is because they look at the root cause and so do naturopaths too. And they really just like assess for what's going on. And that's what I do with my clients as well. So yeah, I mean, I know this was so long and if you've stayed to the end, thank you for listening. I am so happy that I actually shared this with you guys. It's very sensitive to me because of course it's like my own personal health and it's not as sensitive as it was a few months ago. But yeah, and I'm just happy that I could share this with you. And I I really hope some of it resonated with you. But more importantly, I hope that you feel inspired. Because if I, Biohacking Brittany, am dealing with health issues, and I am one of probably the healthiest persons, people I know, then whatever health issue you're dealing with, it's okay. And it's normal. And it's fine. So just take a big breath and know that it's going to be okay. And If you have questions in relation to what you're dealing with, seriously, message me. I respond to all of my DMs and I do it. I don't have an assistant (laughs) who does it. I wish. (laughs) So yeah, definitely, definitely message me. And if you love this episode, feel free to screenshot it, share it on Instagram. I will reshare it on my profile because I really just like love seeing people listen to this and yeah, I'm just like really curious to see your thoughts. So yeah, definitely share it and message me. And and that's that's all I have to say. I'm excited for season two of this podcast. It is going to be different. It's going to look different. It's going to sound different. It's kind of 2.0 leveling up as we go. Yeah, I'm just excited to be back. So thank you so much for listening and enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you so much for tuning in today. As always, feel free to screenshot this episode and tag me if you'd like me to respond. I really hope you enjoyed it and learned something new. If you have a question about your health, my DMs are always open and I'm currently taking new clients. Thanks and see you next time.